listening to Behind the Sidelines podcast with Angel Figueroa. Hi, I'm Angel Figueroa, and you're listening to Behind the Sidelines, your podcast for all things Orlando Magic every week. Being an Orlando native and a Magic fan my whole life, I've decided to create this show to have a place where we can talk about Magic basketball as much as we want. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then come on over and tune in every Friday and listen to Behind the Sidelines. You won't be disappointed. Now, get ready. Here is Angel Figueroa with Behind the Sidelines podcast. What's up, Orlando Magic fans? You're listening to Behind the Sidelines. I'm your host, Angel Figueroa, and today is November 7th of 2019. In this episode, we'll be going over the four games that the Magic have played this past week uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks, Denver Nuggets, Oklahoma City Thunder, and Dallas Mavericks. And before we get started, if you want to follow me on Facebook or Instagram, on Facebook, you can follow me at Behind the Sidelines, and on Instagram, you can follow me at Behind the Sidelines 407. So let's get things rolling with the first game on November 1st against the Milwaukee Bucks. This game is a pretty bad game for the Magic, not gonna lie. Uh, it started off well. They got off to a double-digit lead in the first quarter. Then once we got to the then once we got to the uh, second quarter and beyond, it all started going downhill. Once well, basically once uh, Steve Clifford put the bench in uh, everything. Just went completely in the other direction. The Bucks really flipped it around on us. Next thing we knew, we were down 18. And then Steve decided to put the starters back in, in my opinion, a little too late. At that point, we could never recover in the game. And and the odd part about this game was that the Magic's greatest strength and the thing that they've really, the only thing they've really been doing well, their defense just struggled. They couldn't guard, uh, especially from the three-point line. I mean, the Bucks were just getting anything they wanted from the three-point line. Wide open looks, wide open looks, dribbling into uncontested threes. It was pretty disappointing to watch, actually, because you'd think out of all the things that the Magic would do well, they would be able to guard them and be able to stay in the game this way, but unfortunately, that is not what happened. The Magic also got heavily out-rebounded in this game, 58-40. to They could not contain Giannis. He ended up having 29 points points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists in this game. There was really nothing they could do to stop him. Just kept attacking the basket, kept finding open shooters, and that's why this Bucks team is so good, because of him. So basically an all-around uh, nightmare game for the Magic, and let's not continue to make a habit of that. Really, I think Steve Clifford needs to not rely on the bench so heavily in moments like that. Once you see it start to turn around, once you see them break down that uh, double digit lead that we had and they start going up, I think it's time to get not the entire starting five, but at least, you know, some starters back in like Aaron uh, or Jonathan Isaac, at least to shore up the defense a little bit. But yeah, hopefully he's learned his lesson and he will fix that as the season moves along. Uh, We will move on to the next game here, which was the next day. So this was a back-to-back for the Magic, a home back-to-back for the Magic against the Denver Nuggets. So this is our first Western Conference team that we faced. And as you know, the Western Conference is loaded. So there 
where basically every time you play a Western Conference team, most of the nights they are going to be a good team, like this Denver Nuggets team is. So the offense uh, improved only slightly. The Magic shot uh, 43% in this game compared to the 37% they shot uh, against Milwaukee the night prior. But the problem was they could not make any three-pointers. Uh, six for 29 from three-point range. And as I've said in previous episodes, you can't win NBA games going six for 29 from the three-point line. You just can't. It's going to be very difficult even if you play amazing defense. It's just not going to be easy to win. Um, they also couldn't get to the free throw line. I mean, the free throw disparity in this game was incredible. The Magic only went seven for 11 from the free throw line and the Nuggets went 28 for 39. That is a huge disparity and really was the key in the game because other than that, the Magic played amazing defense. They held the Nuggets to 91 points on 37% field goal shooting and 32% from three. The other issue was we just couldn't execute down the stretch. Our offense went completely anemic and we just couldn't couldn't score any points. We only scored 87 points in this game. The final was 87 to 91. Um, the standouts in this game were Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon for the Magic. Vuce had 24 points on this night and Aaron Gordon had 21 and 9 rebounds. They both did a really good job. Really are only two sources of offense on the night. And then for the Denver Nuggets, it was uh, Jamal Murray with 22 points and Nikola Jokic with 20 points on the night. Uh, and an incredible uh, fadeaway off of one leg rainbow shot against Nikola Vucevic in the fourth quarter. Really was a backbreaking shot against us. But yeah, in that game, it was a good effort, but um, the Magic just got to shoot it better. If they want to win games, they got to get to the free throw line if they want to win games. Um, on to the next one, uh, which was on the road in Oklahoma City against the Thunder. Um, the start of a, another back-to-back here against Western Conference teams. And in the first half, the defense was was just not... There wasn't enough good effort on defense in the first half of this game. They allowed 58 points from the Thunder uh, in the first half. That needed to tighten up, definitely. But it did straighten out in the second half. They gave a better defensive effort. Uh, not their best game defensively, but they did fix it in the second half. Offense was just the problem in this game and the problem in most games for the Magic this season. They couldn't make... They just couldn't make enough shots to keep up in this game. I They only went... I mean, they only went 3 of 22 from the three-point line. Uh, it seems like the shooting is only getting worse, especially from three. That has to start to get better. We've got to start making these shots. We are getting good open looks. They just have to go down for us because as we all know, it, it's really... It's a make-or-miss league. You make them, you win the game. You miss them, you're going to lose a lot of games. So that has to sure up. The standouts in this game were Markel Fultz, who had 13 points and 4 assists on 5 of 10 shooting. He also made a 3-pointer in this game. And Al Farouk Aminu off the bench had 13 points and 5 rebounds. Definitely his best game in a Magic uniform. And DJ Augustine as well off the bench with 13 points. By the way, I did forget to mention that Markel Fultz got the start against Denver in the prior game. And he as well got the start against OKC in this one. Uh, He is looking like he's going to be the starter from now on. Unless something goes awful, he will definitely continue to be the starter and DJ will come off the bench, which 
I think is a much better suited role for DJ. Um, he can take advantage against lesser competition in the second unit, and he is a stable veteran that will help the young guys off the bench uh, really get settled and make sure we get good shots off of that bench. And for the Thunder, well, the player of the game was Shea Gilgis Alexander, and he had 24 points in this one. He went 3 of 5 from 3 point range, uh, shot 9 of 14 from the field. This kid has really impressed in his second year only after being uh, traded for Paul George coming from the Los Angeles Clippers. He's been really good for them. He looks like the face of their franchise, uh, the new face of their franchise after they had traded Russell Westbrook. And speaking of Russell Westbrook, the guy that he was traded for, Chris Paul also had a good game in this one. He had 20 points and 6 assists. What else can you say about the Hall of Famer, uh, Chris Paul? Really, he's just, he's the guy you want with the ball in his hands when the game is on the line. So overall, we are seeing a pattern with the Magic. We have been seeing it since the season started. They have not been able to shoot the ball efficiently. And if you can't make enough shots, we're going to struggle. So they really have to get it together here. This was the third loss in a row for the Magic. The final score was 94 to 102. Really, the Magic have to start to figure this out or else they will really fall into a hole here. You don't want to get on a big losing streak right now, but it's looking like they're getting closer to figuring it out, at least. Um, the offense in the first half of this OKC game was definitely a lot better. Uh, we scored 52 points in the first half of this game, so that was much more encouraging. Hopefully, we can continue to see what we did in the first half offensively with what we did in the second half defensively and put those together and make a good game out of that. And then we will start seeing some wins pile up. And now we'll move to the last game we're going to cover in this episode against the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. That happened last night. This was a close game. Very close game. Very exciting game to watch if you tuned in. And really this game was a very encouraging game. The Magic finally reached 100 points. They were the only team up until last night to not have reached 100 points in any of their games this season. Uh, So that is an encouraging sign. They ended up getting 106 points in this game. The offense just looked a lot better. Uh, 25 assists, shot 48.8% from the field, which is great. Did not shoot the three well in this one again, um, as we only went 6 for 24 from three-point range. But at least things are starting to open up for the Magic. They're starting to get easier baskets at the rim, and that is definitely a good sign for this team. Now, the defense in this game was great, especially from Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac has, as we all know, impressed a lot this season, especially on the defensive end. His stat line was amazing in this game. Uh, 13 points, 10 rebounds, so a double-double there. He also had 5 assists, 4 steals, and 6 blocks. Amazing effort from Isaac. He became one of only 3 players in NBA history to reach those stats and the other two were Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson. Akeem did it eight times, Ralph did it once, and now Jonathan Isaac has also done it once. So he joins Elite Company, and it really shows that this kid is only 22 years old. So he's got so much room to improve and get better, get better on offense, so eventually his offense catches up to his defense. And if that happens, the league better watch out because Jonathan Isaac is coming, and he will lead this Magic team to being one of the best in the NBA. But yes, the defense was uh, great in this 
this game, we held the Mavs to 42.9% from the field. Our problem was probably the turnovers in this game. Uh, 18 turnovers, not really like us. We only averaged 14 on the season. One of the lowest turnover teams in the NBA. The other issue was we could not make enough three-pointers in this game. Uh, only going 6 of 24 from 3 continues to happen every game. And there's nothing to really say about it. We just have to get better. We have to make shots. Um, a good thing that happened in this game is uh, the Magic really attacked and they got to the free throw line a lot. They went 22 of 28 from the free throw line. It's really good to see the Magic uh, continue to attack even though they're struggling from the perimeter because this is something that the team has struggled with for years now, getting to the free throw line. So it is a good sign to see them constantly attacking, constantly finding ways to get to the basket and either make a shot or get fouled. Uh, that is the best way to score in this league still, even though the three-pointer is so popular. The best way to score is attacking, attacking, attacking. So that is a good sign. Uh, the standouts in this game were obviously Jonathan Isaac. We already talked about him. Aaron Gordon, who had 23 points in this game, but did foul out in the final seconds of the game, had two pretty controversial calls. I would say one of them was definitely a questionable call on one of the back-to-back -back offensive fouls that he got called on him. The first one, he was driving to the basket and they called him for a push-off. But I am not the only one that saw it this way. I heard comments from others. I heard comments from the telecasters as well. He didn't push off. It was just basically a bump, a euro step, and a layup. It should have been a foul and an and one. It was not called as such, so the basket was taken away and we went to the other end. And then the Magic forced a turnover and Aaron was running on the fast break with the ball. He took a little step back. On this one, he did push off and that was his sixth foul, so he had to sit it out. So then we got down to the end of the game in this one uh, with about six seconds left. The Magic run a play, a pick and roll with DJ Augustine as the ball handler and Vooch as the screener. So DJ crosses over in this play, forces uh, two defenders onto him and kicks it back to Vooch for an open look. A really, it was a good look for Vooch from three. Uh, unfortunately, he missed and the game ended there. The Magic lost by one point, 106 to 107. Really, I wish they would have run a play for something to get Vooch going inside uh, in the paint because that is his bread and butter or at least in the mid-range. But you can't complain that he got an open look and once again, it's been the story of the Magic season so far. You just gotta make your open shots. Other than that, Vooch had a really quite impressive performance in this one. He had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists. He looks like he's starting to come into form. Uh, he's been a little out of rhythm lately, but he looks like he's getting his touch back. It's good to see Vooch have a good game. Uh, last year, he was definitely our most consistent player. Really only two bad games that you could think of in all the games that he played last year. So if he can get back to normal, this will help this team a lot. It'll help us a lot on offense if he can get it going like he did last season. Other uh, positive players in this game were Markel Fultz, uh, again in double figures with 11 points and he had three steals as well, played very well on the defensive end. Off the bench, Michael Carter-Williams gave great energy. Uh, off the bench, this was his first game back after a hip injury that he had. He missed a couple games. He had 13 points and seven rebounds, two steals and three 
blocks off the bench, always brings great defensive energy, and he is just a great glue guy for this team. Always making the right play, always hustling. He's a guy that you like to watch play the game. And another positive off the bench was DJ Augustine with 13 points and 6 assists off the bench. Shot the 3 ball better in this one, which we want to see from DJ because he has been struggling mightily from 3, which is very strange for him. He was our best shooter last year. He went 2 for 3 from 3 in this game. But yes, overall, in these 4 games, although they were 4 losses and 4 in a row, we would like to see the Magic take little things out of each of these games. Against that Milwaukee game, they have to learn that if you have a lead, you have to keep it. Uh, Steve Clifford needed to learn in that game that if things start going south quickly, go back to your best players. Even if they have to play a lot of minutes, it is worth it to win that game. Um, against Denver, they played great defense. Take that away from that. And they also cannot take for granted not getting to the free throw line. I think they have learned from this. They did a much better job in the next two games getting to the free throw line. Against OKC, uh, they had to learn not to underestimate a team that looks like a rebuilding team because anybody can play well in the NBA on any given night. And against the Dallas Mavericks, which has really looked like the best offensive performance of the season so far, even in the games that we have won, they had to learn that even the smallest things like turnovers or fouling too much can really harm you in a close game and eventually be the difference maker. I do want to mention that in that Dallas game, uh, Luka Doncic was really the catalyst in the second half for the Mavericks. He only had six points in the first half. He had 21 in the second half, so he ended with 27, seven rebounds and seven assists. And JJ Barea, this is his first game back from his ACL injury that took him out last year. He had 11 points in this game, went on a quick uh, fury there in the second quarter of this game, and he really brought a different energy to the Mavericks that were struggling on offense. And really, I think he was a big contributor in turning this game around for the Mavs and leading them to a win eventually. So before I let you go, I'd like to uh, look at a preview of the next game for the Magic, which would be tomorrow at 7 o'clock here in Orlando against the Memphis Grizzlies. And things to watch out for in this game, the Grizzlies are a very fast-paced team uh, with John Morant at the point guard spot, the rookie. He has done uh, exceptionally well early in the season. He's averaging 20 points and 5 assists on 52% shooting from the field. He is definitely the key to their offense. You always have to watch out for Jaron Jackson Jr. Even though he is struggling early in the season, he is a dangerous player for them. Dylan Brooks is a great shooter. He had five three-pointers in their last game and went for 31 points. And uh, Brandon Clark off the bench uh, in their last game, he had 18 points and eight rebounds. Great energy player. Uh, really going to hustle, get a lot of rebounds. So you definitely have to be aware of him. Our bigs off the bench definitely have to be aware of him. But if the Magic can defend well in this game and make shots, that is truly the key. Just make shots and you will win this game. So thank you guys for listening to Behind the Sidelines. Once again, I am Angel Figueroa. And if you want to follow my page on Facebook, that is Behind the Sidelines. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Behind the Sidelines 407. So please do. That'll help us out a lot. On those pages, I post game recaps after every single game. So you can see my initial thoughts on there. And then at the end of the week, you can listen to this show and hear my thoughts more in detail. So uh, once again, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day.